You're listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. For hundreds of ideas, free experiments and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. And now, here's your host, Ben Newsom. Yes, welcome again for another Physics Ed Podcast. We're talking STEM education as always, and this time it's a challenge that your students can get involved in no matter where you are in Australia. We're talking about the Australian Virtual Astronauts Challenge, which is an awesome opportunity for kids who are even isolated due to COVID to get engaged in a real STEM project. This challenge is very much a collaboration between multiple parties, including the STEM Industry School Partnerships Group out of the New South Wales Department of Education, the Queensland Virtual STEM Academy, the New South Wales Virtual STEM Academy, Magnitude.io out of Berkeley, California, Physics Education and the Aldrin Family Foundation. Today it's all about hearing about what is this challenge about and how you can get involved. And to do so we're hanging out with Dr. Scott Sleep, who is a STEM Industry School's Partnerships Project Leader and Ted Tagami, who is not only the co-founder of Magnitude, but he's also the User Advisor Committee Education Chair at the ISS US National Lab. So we are really talking about space education and what could this just mean for kids, not only in 2021 as we kick off the AVA Challenge, but what could this mean into their future and potentially into their career? So let's head right in. This is the Physics Ed Podcast. We're all about science, ed tech and more. To see 100 fun free experiments you can do with your class, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. And click 100 free experiments. Scott, Ted, welcome to this Physics podcast. Great to be here. Uh, good, uh, good morning, guys. <laughs> yeah, good morning, good afternoon. We are talking global collaboration, aren't we? We certainly are. We certainly are. Look, I'm so stoked that you guys can join. I mean, this... Uh, Australian Virtual Astronaut Challenge has really got a bit of a bit of a roll on uh, this week, and uh, certainly engaging a lot of teachers and students around the country. And I thought we might have a bit of a chance to just really talk about well, what on earth is it? Where does it come from? What's the opportunity, and what's potentially the outcomes for students? So, uh, yeah, uh, Scott, I mean, maybe uh, considering this is sort of very much sitting in your wheelhouse right now, Scott, maybe let us know a bit more about it if you could, please. Yeah, and love the love the space puns uh, taking off and things like that. I think that'll that'll come out quite a bit in this <laughs> in this podcast. But uh, look, the the Ava Challenge Australian Virtual Astronaut Program it basically came out of just some conversations that um, we the three of us were were having um, in different forums. Um, really born out of the the, the need for uh, really good quality education programs whilst we're in lockdown. And in Australia, uh, at the moment, we've got a really big uh, opportunity in space and space education. And I don't think a lot of people are aware of the opportunities that there are for young people now and going into the future in the space industry. So I thought it was a good opportunity for those two um, areas to come together. The idea of that we need um, people to be involved in the space industry, which is a uh, it's going to be a, a trillion dollar industry by 2050. Um, and it's already a multi-billion dollar industry. It's also um, meant to grow faster in Australia than, than any other part of the economy. So that's sort of one side of it. And it's a trajectory that's going to occur over a very long period of time. So we're going to be in the space industry for 50, 60, for, forever, basically. 
but the opportunities are now for young people. And those jobs that are going to come are for people who are not even born yet. Um, so, and we don't even know what they're going to be. So what we want to, to do out of this is educate teachers and, and students about um, what it's like to be an astronaut or what it's like to be involved in um, space-based programs so that they get inspired, so that they will be our next generation of young people that are going to come into the industry and innovate. Uh, absolutely. And uh, speaking of inspiration, I mean, Ted, you've been heavily involved in uh, inspiration projects. And actually, right now, as we record this particular chat, is quite an inspirational project, flying overhead every 90 minutes. <laughs> Ted, do you want to let us know what you get up to, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, Ben. And Scott, yeah, it, um, this is really exciting for us. You know, we do things with schools around the world, um, but you guys are kind of taking it to another level here. The pandemic has hit everyone, right, globally. Um, and you guys there in New South Wales, as I'm hearing it, uh, they're restricting your beer access. I mean, come on. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> something's got to change. Um, well, being locked in or stuck at home is not a feeling I don't think anyone wants of their child or a student, right? And so just through this kind of these conversations, this idea emerged that, you know, how might we um, create a, a journey of a virtual astronaut? Um, this stems from maybe some of the work we already do. I have a company called Magnitude. We're based in, in California, in Berkeley, California. And we run missions uh, up to the International Space Station. We launch them usually on a SpaceX uh, cargo resupply mission. Sometimes it's on a Northrop Grumman uh, cargo uh, vessel. Uh, but we have an opportunity to run those experiments in orbit for a period of time, and then they come home again. And when we think about space, when we think about aerospace, a lot of people think about rockets and satellites and astronauts. And that's just a little slender piece of the whole thing. As I understand it, the Australian Space Agency was what officially founded in uh, July 1st of 2018. And they want to triple the size of that agency by 2030. By the end of this decade, they're expecting 20,000 jobs in the Australian Space Agency. So my job is to inspire and think about the crazy stuff they're gonna to try to do in space. We've got the United States has seven planned missions, uh, people missions to go to the surface of the moon. A woman and a person of color will be there by mid-decade. Um, you know, there are four conjunctions uh, between Earth and Mars between now and the end of the decade. What are gonna be on those, those little sortie missions heading you know, between the planets? Um, and then these crises that continue to build on each other, weather pattern changes because of climate change, uh, sea level rise, uh, the fertility of our soil, on and on and on. Um, we're having a lot of problems that almost feel intractable. And yet you talk to any young person that hasn't been yet ground down too much and they have hope, they have ideas and they're very curious. And I think we can unlock that guys, don't you think? And so oh, I'm excited about this idea of, a, uh, of Ava, Australian virtual astronaut, and anyone that's kind of joining us, whether you're an educator, whether you're maybe you, you're, you run a, a science museum or, or a library, perhaps you're just a, you're, you're a student, you're, you're very interested, maybe you're a citizen scientist. But the idea here is how might we imagine this world across all these different activities? and maybe not be so bound by that, the discipline of what we're supposed to be learning right now. And let's give ourselves a little comfort um, and feel good in knowing that although we might be in our capsules, we can actually go somewhere. So I'm really excited, Ben, what you guys have put together. And I guess that's what we're gonna be talking about, right? Some of the things that 
are dynamically being created. And as each person joins in, I think you'll add a little bit to the, to the, 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 the potluck, right? And uh, you will have hopefully ideas that you can share. And I'm really excited about where this is going to go. And probably more than anything, Scott, what you've inspired me with is not just let's solve what's right in front of us, but let's imagine what this might look like when these young people are older or when someone is just entering uni today, what will be their career going right into the workforce? Uh, whether it's uh, uh, you thinking about um, you know, workforce development uh, with technical skills or going college bound, just cross-disciplinary, it's everywhere, right? I can go on and on, but Ben, why don't we talk a little bit more about the program as it's forming uh, and uh, let's talk about what we can do uh, going into October, right? We're gonna be starting this. 100%, I'm really looking forward to it. This thing is kicking off on October 8. So uh, to timestamp it completely, October 8, 2021. But uh, it's really taking advantage in some ways of a really difficult situation. We do have students, half Australia is locked down right now. And some of us can't even leave more than five kilometers around our home. But that doesn't mean we can't do a thing. In fact, we see it as very, very much being analogous, being trapped in a space station, trapped on, a, on the moon in a particular space. It's not that much different. And we kind of think about the resources around us. We can use them to solve challenges. And uh, Ted, you were talking about, I mean, you know, you've got these issues coming up with climate and all the rest. We thought, well, right. Well, what's something that unifies students together apart from their isolation? And in this case, they're, uh, they're, they're uh, being trapped in their spaces. We all eat. We all need to eat. It's a thing that needs to happen. And the thing is that really links very closely with the Artemis missions and eventually going to Mars, that the astronauts need to be able to eat well and hopefully nutritious food that really works treats. So what was designed uh, and, and really not by us, what will be designed by the students themselves is how can they use resources around them that can actually grow a thing in a way that works in their environment. And so that is what it is. It's really born out of uh, the, uh, the scaffolding, the design process is done with iSTEM, um, Scott, which I'd love you to, uh, if you could briefly mention about what iSTEM is all about and how that sort of backbones this particular challenge. Well, when I was younger, I was actually inspired by members of, of my family to be an engineer. And I've um, always, always wanted to do engineering and I've become an engineering teacher. Um, and then later on, I went um, back to university and completed a PhD in engineering. So I've always had that um, passion for engineering. And um, I've also had a passion for problem solving as part of being an engineer. So one of the things that we did in um, New South Wales Department of Education is developed um, a, a curriculum that really supported the engineering design process and innovation and entrepreneurship. Now, as part of that um, process that we developed, it's very much about enabling teachers to be able to support students going through a complex problem solving um, process, which we're calling the iSTEM engineering design process. And basically that's eight different um, cogs, we call them, eight different sections of that process that scaffolds of how to go through from um, having an idea right through the design process to all the different stages through to communication. And one of the big aspects of anything you do when you're talking about complex problem solving or going through a, a, a process is this idea of iteration. So no one ever gets the thing right the first time. And we're all about this trying to break this idea of fear of failure 
like if you don't get it right the first time you some sometimes a failure you think about um like products like wd-40 i don't know if you're aware that the name 40 because it was the 40th uh iteration of that of that in you know, of that design now um this is the type of um uh, sort of thought process and that that we we want from from Australians. We want them to be able to look at problems, like big problems like um, climate change, the, the pandemic, getting into space, uh, all those types of uh, of activities, and find ways in which we can solve those problems and to be iterate those problems and constantly being improving it. So. Why we have we have a very um, strong science base with this, we're also overlaying it with the opportunity for students to be able to work collaboratively in teams to be able to identify a problem related to space and related to, to um, food and use their creativity and their entrepreneurship and all that to come up with a solution or an experiment or some device or something that will be just one of those little things that's going to get us just a little bit closer to go to the moon and Mars. 100%. And it's been compressed into a six-week challenge where uh, not only are they solving this particular challenge of growing uh, some sort of food in some sort of device that they, they create, we really want them to showcase what they've done because eventually, I mean, isn't that part of the process of, uh, of science is sharing what you do. And so uh, what we're, we're inviting uh, schools to do is to consider uh, the students creating, not you know, student-led, not teacher-led, students creating their own one-minute video of what they did. Perhaps it could be how they, the steps along the way. Maybe it could be some sort of collage. Maybe it could be the end process or even a shared Zoom screen or something like that of how they went about their, their creation. And uh, putting a, a bit of a hashtag around it, uh, virtual astronaut AU, uh, hashtag virtual astronaut AU. And just that way you can kind of really find what people actually create. So, um, I mean, I was actually just listening there, Scott, you mentioned um, teams. Now I know Ted, you've, uh, you have rearranged STEAM into teams and I'd love to really jump into that uh, mindset because that really, really frames what this is actually really about. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, we, I, I mentioned these feel almost intractable problems on the planet. And uh, I think we give hope to the next generations. I'm getting close to granddad status. So everything I'm doing as of my own self-interest I want a really healthy, help, happy planet, you know, for my future offspring. But uh, uh, st STEAM, right? How wonderful is that? I'm, my background is actually art, and it's amazing that I can get these projects in orbit. Our ninth mission is literally on station right now in which we're growing these, these plants, and we're thinking about how these plants might work with the bacteria to help rejuvenate soil. Fertility of the soil is one thing I had mentioned earlier. Uh, that lens, it's really easy for me to think about as we work with schools around the world, are the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. There are 17 of them, and they're anywhere from like zero hunger to quality education, uh, equity, uh, life on, on land, life underwater, et cetera. And, and uh, you can go look at United Nations SDGs, and I think you can go pretty much anywhere on the planet, and you can look at, at how, through one of those lenses, how we might make the world a little better. Um, and so when we think about that, it's amazing when we when you have an opportunity to work with brilliant people that really know their subject, physics or chemistry or biology or an engineering of some type, electrical, mechanical, bio, whatever. Um, but what happens is their domain, they're so deep that they, unfortunately they have to be less deep in other areas. 
In fact, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm very shallow across a very broad spectrum, but I've got my antennas up. And when you can bring very smart people together in different domains, you can start looking at these complex problems in different ways. And a biologist might look at it a certain way and the chemist is going to look at it differently and the engineer is going to be coming at it somewhere else. And only through collaboration, through teams, will we actually think about how to affect climate change. Because if you do something locally, but the planet isn't doing it, well, you're going to get affected. So, you know, it's like everyone's got to come together to kind of figure out these bigger issues. It is one system. Uh, and uh, so that's a big one. But if you look at uh, STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, I love my art. So I got the A in there for STEAM. But that relevance, it really didn't uh, resonate with me as much as teams do. So just take that S, append it to the end, and we've got teams, technology, engineering, arts, math, and science, right, Ben? So that's what I'm excited about. We can apply everything. We can think that I do my one thing really well. Hey, I do great TikTok videos. I don't, but I'm just using it as an example, right? And so that's what I'm going to be good at, or I'm really great at writing, or I'm a great researcher, or I really am good with my hands and look what I can do with robots, right? And so when you start bringing a team together like that, it's like you go watch any superhero movie. Usually there's a whole squadron of them, right? There's like the Avengers or whatever. Uh, you got to bring a team together if you're going to really solve some of the more hairy problems. You want to go to go to build a settlement on the moon? Okay, but what do you know? Who else might you need to come along with you in order to actually fulfill that? This is what I get excited about. And what's beautiful here is we think about what everyone's concerned about right now, the learning loss, right? Especially in, in, in the management layer of education, numeracy and literacy, these kind of like anchors, we can do all of that, we'll back into it. We'll start with feeling comfortable, getting that curiosity going again, uh, and just kind of getting that social balance back in our lives. Uh, I, in a way, uh, I, I have really no pedagogical experience outside of just raising a couple of kids, right? But I think we can all relate uh, with, with uh, the young mind and development of that. And it's like a musical instrument. If that musical instrument isn't in tune, it doesn't matter how good their fingering is, it's going to sound bad. And so that, that, that a social emotional kind of balance is what's going to, I hope, take this idea of being stuck or locked in to something that's much more liberating and free. And so Ben, Scott, I'm actually loving AVA, uh, Ava, the Australian uh, virtual astronaut, and where are we going to take it, right? And so, you know, teacher, museum chairs, whatever, come talk to us. It's an emergent kind of conversation. And whatever we do here, we can do in the States. We can do in our, with our friends in South Africa or Nigeria, in Germany or Greece or wherever we're running our projects, these uh, admissions that actually do go to space. What I'm hoping to do is go from imagination here, Scott, and we've talked about the longer view, and over a, a period of time, in fact, I'd like to throw just a, can I throw a gauntlet down a little bit, like a milestone? So July 1st, 2023 is the five-year anniversary of the Australian Space Agency. What milestone would we like to achieve? And that's everyone that's listening to this. It's not like, what are these guys going to do? How are you interested? How would you like to get involved? Doesn't matter if you're five years old, doesn't matter if you're 55 or 85, what's it mean to you? And I think we can draw it all back. And we can look at uh, those things that interest you the most. But collectively, we come together and we think about what it might be mean to be a virtual astronaut during the, this kind of stay-at-home period. But hopefully that will stoke the coals of curiosity and imagination. And it will thrust our young people forward and being a little more upbeat about what the coming uh, years will be as they get to adulthood. 
So, you know, this is, I always get excited about these projects. Oh, hundred percent. And that's why the, these six weeks have been set up. So every Friday morning at 9.30, Australian Eastern Standard Time from October 8 onwards, a uh, few of us get together on the panel on a Zoom webinar, and we get to talk about actually what is the process, where are we up to in the iSTEM delivery on this, uh, with that really embeds uh, the Australian Virtual Astronaut Challenge together. And uh, I must say, what's going to be fun about that is there's opportunities to talk about what happens in the real world and grown up world. I mean, thinking about what happens in high, on the high seas project in Hawaii, where there, people actually practice to be, well, what's it like being isolated as an astronaut wearing, <laughs> wearing suits in the middle of lava fields around Hawaii. I mean, the students have the opportunity to effectively do their own. They can look at how do we create their own virtual EVA, so to speak. There are so many different opportunities in this. And so I must say, uh, whilst it is a webinar and whilst the students do consume this webinar through a, 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 a YouTube live stream, they, do will, they will be, uh, well, interacting with us using Kahoot, which is a bit of fun. And uh, importantly, we're not telling them how to design their thing. That's the important thing. It's up to them to create their own solution to this challenge, which is growing food in their own home. Yeah, go ahead, Ted. I just like to create a couple of anchors. You mentioned some things that are really exciting. So Lori Waters works for, for, works for my company. She's a vice president of learning experiences. And Lori takes it to, to, to heart. She spent uh, some time uh, uh, on the volcano of Hawaii in a analog mission or pretending, if you will, to live on the moon. And so they actually had to put on a spacesuit to go outside and they collected samples and what have you. And they lived and they thought about habitat and how you work together as a team in a small closed environment. And you had these daily missions and objectives. She's gonna share some of that. And uh, her university, apparently they've got another analog mission coming up. And I think we're gonna be able to get some live reports from that. That's what we're hoping. Again, this is all dynamic. Uh, ben, uh, I was chatting with Ben and with Scott. We realized there was kind of like a, it could be a crisis if we didn't really address it. Uh, and so we're kind of coming up with these things that we wanna create that are threaded together thematically to this idea of, of being an astronaut. And so that for, that uh, the analog missions are things that go on around the world uh, and they, you know, they, they grow plants in the South Pole. And, you know, and so if you look uh, at, actually look up analog missions, you'll see that there's, uh, you know, they do underwater, they live underwater uh, for like five meters for a period of weeks or months again, to acclimate that, what that environment might be like and what you have that you're comfortable with and what you don't. In space, for example, where does your coffee come from? You know, when you drink your coffee, today's coffee is tomorrow's coffee. They're having to recycle like 99% of the water. When you're going to the bathroom, they're going to turn that back into your coffee tomorrow, right? Water. And so we're lucky because the space station, it's about 250 miles above the planet, but 400 kilometers up. Uh, is uh, resupplied, and that's how we got our experiments up there, uh, uh, every three months or so, water, food, oxygen. Um, but when you go to the moon, we're not going to have that privilege. You go to Mars, definitely not. It's like eight, six or eight months. Um, and so there's some really, really big challenges as we expect by mid-century. Uh, and I've given myself a lot of latitude there, notice, guys. By mid-century, we'll have someone on the surface of Mars. Um, and what part will our, our young people play? Like I think Scott, you said, be, they may not even be born yet. They'll be watching this video and we're all old, old guys, right? Um, but uh, yeah, that's uh, the virtual astronaut is, I think, if you look at the analog missions are very similar to what we're thinking about here. Well, this it's is the thing cool, I must yeah. say that um, there is a genuine chance that uh, the students here are going to really experiencing what uh, kids did back during the Apollo era. That's really what we're looking at. And so, Scott, I'm so excited that you're able to, 
pull us all together to be able to create this event. And so, um, I mean, there might be people watching this going, all right, I'm in, how do I get involved? <laughs> so, yeah. so, uh, so Scott, how would they do that? Yeah, look, the, um, if we go on the um, STEM 2021 website, which is a, a, um, a website that was set up for, for teachers um, learning about STEM in general. So we're using that as the, as the, um, as the vehicle. So www.stem2021.com.au forward slash AVA. And that will give you um, information about um, what we're doing. And from there, you can, you'll be able to register it. So the teachers will actually register to be part of a, a Zoom event. And um, from that, they will be in the background with us, um, working hand in hand um, to develop um, what you want out of this program. I think this is what's really important. And sort of Ted mentioned about um, the work with Laurie, but we've also got quite a large um, sort of group of people that are, that are working behind the scenes on this. And, uh, I'd like to also mention sort of um, Wendy Bode. Um, she's from the Queensland Virtual STEM Academy and um, also Ian Preston um, is from the New South Wales Virtual STEM Academy. who's going to be uh, assisting with this program as well. Both of those teachers are nationally recognised um, uh, experts. So it's great to have the, them on board and then we're, we're linking in with Laurie and we've got a few surprises hopefully that will be coming up, which we're not going to talk about now. But you register for, the, for this program um, through um, the website and the Zoom. The students will actually consume the um, information as a webinar. We will, um, we will record the webinar um, because we have, we've been very fortunate that this has gone out quite wide. It's sort of snowballing at, at the moment. And we've got schools from Western Australia, Queensland, um, uh, even New Zealand that are requested to come in. And the problem with that is it's a different time zone. So um, our live recordings won't, uh, won't work as well for those people. So there will be an opportunity for you to also um, just um, get the students to watch the, the recording of the webinar. And it's really important. I think you alluded to it, Ben, about the fact that this has been designed um, as a six-week um, unit, there's going to be six one-hour video uh, webinars, and students will then um, go out and do different activities um, in terms of going through that design process. But there is opportunities if um, you didn't want to do that um, and you just wanted to be part of the webinars. So um, we've had some questions in regarding, uh, well, like what depth do the students go in um, outside of the one hour webinars? And we've had this discussion and, it, and it's really up to the teacher. You could, you could actually go and build a, a whole lot of um, teaching uh, resources around that and we can help you uh, with that. But it's also what you wanna make of it. Like if it's, if it's only you want um, to do the day-to-day -day activities that we're gonna put forward and we are going to go there about what it's like to be an astronaut. So, Basically, an astronaut's going on a trip, they have to exercise. Um, and like Laurie's work, it may be we, we get the students to try to experience what it's like being in a, in a dome at home. Uh, it should be easy to, um, to elaborate with that at the moment, considering the, the circumstances we're in. So there's plenty of opportunities to get involved in, in, in many different aspects of, of what we're doing. It's really up to the, up to the teacher 
about the depth that they want to go into. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And so as usual, uh, those people listening to this on a podcast, the link will be on the podcast show notes as usual. And if you're watching this on this, you're either on the site, on the AVA website right now, or uh, you're on YouTube. And uh, so look down the bottom and you will see the link in the notes there for sure. Wherever you are, maybe you're on Instagram. I don't know. This goes everywhere. But uh, look, thank you so much, uh, Ted and Scott, for joining to chat about the Australian Virtual Astronaut Challenge. Wouldn't it be interesting in a couple of years that maybe we change the AVA to the WVA world? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, there's a bit of a thought. But anyway, so uh, look, very much pressure. And teachers, look, we're really look, uh, excited that you can come join us. There are many schools involved, and therefore many, many students. And uh, look, let's just see what happens with uh, Virtual Astronaut AU. Hashtag, we'll see what happens. I love it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Physics Ed Podcast. Sign up now for our fortnightly email newsletter. It's loaded with details on new experiments you can do, STEM teaching articles, new gadgets, exclusive offers and upcoming events. Go to physicseducation.com.au. Scroll to the bottom and add your email. So, what do you reckon? Do you think this might be a way to engage kids who are stuck at home in STEM? I got a sneaking suspicion it is a potentially useful idea and it's something that kids are totally going to want to grab onto. So uh, definitely head on over to the Australian Virtual Astronaut Challenges website. So where is it again? Go to the website. It's stem2021.com.au forward slash AVA. And there you'll find all the information, not just about the actual project outline itself, but there's a bucket load of stimulus material. Trust me, there is heaps of stuff linked towards space science and so many things that are really in perpetuity, things that have been around for quite a while, but also new links to new websites that you can really sink your teeth into no matter where you are doing your space unit. And even if you're not doing space units with your teaching and learning right now, there are so many spin-offs when it comes to space education that link with multiple areas, of not just science, but nearly every key learning area that you can imagine. So really worth well, checking it out and potentially getting your students involved in this challenge. So again, head on over to stem2021.com.au forward slash Ava and get involved in the Australian Virtual Astronaut Challenge. So that's enough of this particular podcast. Thanks for very much hanging out with me and Ted and Scott. And uh, we hope to see you soon. You've been listening to another Physics Ed podcast. We're excited about science. Subscribe to us on iTunes to download the next episode as soon as it's released. And don't forget, for hundreds of ideas, free experiments, our new Be Amazing book and more, go to physicseducation.com.au. That's physics spelled F-I-Z-Z-I-C-S. This podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network. AEON.net.au